0: Okay, so we're recording now, but you know, it's all chill, everything's cool. Oh, fuck, fuck. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm. A podcast where your host, James Malcolm, reviews James Malcolm. As a gay icon and stand up comedian, James Malcolm has had his share of comedy reviews. Like this one from thespinoff.co.nz. If I'm honest, I did sleep through James Malcolm, so I just cannot comment on what they did. But now it's time for James Malcolm to review every part of himself and see what he discovers. Here's your host, James Malcolm. Hey guys, thank you so much uh, for joining me again for another episode of James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm, a podcast where I review myself every single week uh, and see what uh, terrifying elements of my personality I uncover. This week I've got special guest Rhiannon McCall, who is uh, from Funny Girls, uh, you're on Jono and Ben, and you're in Snort. Snort is, uh, is it controversial to say you're my favourite cast member of Snort?
1: Absolutely not. Is
0: that going to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're so funny. I, I yeah. Or every time you're in a seat on store, I'm like, I'm gonna cry laughing.
1: Thank you. I think it'd be controversial for you to say to me that someone else was your favorite, with me sitting. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it controversial for me to say to you that uh, Rose Matafeo is my favorite?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that's fine. That's um. Like. That's really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for joining me though, I'm very excited, very excited to hear your review Thank you uh, so much sure for having me No, of course, I'm sure it's going to be glowing uh, Otherwise, I mean, our friendship is not new, but I feel like in a, you know, do you think it's in like earlier stages? Is that fair to say? Or... Yeah,
1: definitely, I feel like it's um, it's still blossoming
0: And, and ready to be... S- trampled on.
1: Yeah. Hopefully not, but it is a possibility.
0: So if you were writing a review of James Malcolm the person, mm-hmm. what do you think the headline would be?
1: Okay. So my headline would be a big friendly sweetie. And that Oh Yeah.
0: I think that That's so nice. <laughs>
1: good. I'm glad you think so. Because I think that um from from first impressions from meeting you and then through like getting to know you more and becoming friends, um, that kind of stays. And that's the, the overarching thing. I think you're so sweet. And I think anyone who's met you will agree that you are just so, so sweet. And I remember, um, this is not the, f- um, it sounds like I'm really tooting my own horn here, but this is not the first time that you've <laughs> that you've complimented me and come up and been like, I loved your show, I loved your improv, and um, yeah, and I just think you are so sweet, and very, very friendly. You, um, I don't know if you feel this way, but you come across as someone who finds it, who seems like they find it really easy to talk to new people, or to make new friends.
0: Mm, Interesting, I think it's about... The context for me, I think that there are times where I have like quite a lot of social anxiety and get quite socially awkward meeting new people, but I think in the context of like meeting new people through comedy, I feel I feel confident doing that. Yeah, weirdly, this is I don't know if this is a bit like find it hard to make friends with new gays. Are you serious? I'm always really scared around them. Like I feel like when I'm around like the gay like the gay scene, so to speak. I always feel like not the cool kid and so I'm not probably probably people who know me through like parties with other gay people and stuff probably wouldn't have that same impression, maybe?
1: Oh my god, I would not get that impression at all. I feel like I know that you've said it about yourself as like a joke, but I think you're genuinely I would think of you as like a queer icon. And like, oh my like, god. I'm, seri- I'm serious, and I think that. Oh my god! Bless you. It's true, but I mean, a lot of a lot of your friends, you know, it's not like you have mostly straight friends. Like to me, you don't strike someone, strike me as someone who would f- find it intimidating or difficult to make friends with other gay people. But
0: I think it's I think it's the cool guys if that in high and what do you call it in quotation marks yes. you know what I mean like yeah um Max my flatmate um invites a lot of those like cool gays over to our apartment and whenever they're there I'm like I don't know how to interact with you
1: well if you if you aren't a cool gay what would what would you if you had to give yourself like a yucky like put a label on yourself <laughs> if you yeah. don't think you're that type of like what would you say like, Some
0: people probably would say, like, would probably put me in that category, I guess. But I I think I, I, I think it's the same as what I was in high school, um, which is like the quirky one. In oh, the sense God. that like, does that make
1: sense? Yes, it does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the sense that like in high school, especially in the later years, I was never popular, but I was like quirky, which put me on the cusp where like I would hang out with some people that were popular, but, like, if they were tough on numbers, I'd always be the first to get the <laughs> cut.
1: <laughs> yes. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Like, I imagine when you are at high school, were you that guy that you, like, dipped your toe in kind of every friend group? Were you that person or mm. not really? Well, the,
0: the guy that tried to. Oh. <laughs> not always successfully. <laughs> yeah. I found, like, a lot of acceptance in the drama kids, though. That was, like, of where course. I mostly hung. But I went to a, a, quite a like artsy high school, so like the drama kids weren't lame. I feel like they're lame at some schools, but Yeah, they weren't there.
1: They were hugely lame at my school, at Christchurch. <laughs> at Christchurch Girls High School. If you weren't sporty or a skank, you were not cool.
0: And you would have absolutely <laughs> been a drama kid in high school, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's so like interesting, that. though, that you think that you're not cool because I've definitely spoken to my friends about you, and they think that you are cool to the point of being intimidating.
0: Stop it! And I'm not.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's one hundred percent true.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I'm so curious. I'd be so curious to know who you're referring to, but that is wild.
1: To yeah. Me. So you come across even if you don't feel cool you come across as cool.
0: To the point of intimidating yeah. is interesting.
1: Yeah, it's true. I ha- ah. I I was not intimidated when I met you. otherwise I guess my um my review title would be intimidating cool gay. But
0: <laughs> instead, <laughs> <laughs> instead it's
1: big friendly sweetie, but I know I've spoken to people and like tried to get some friends over to games nights every now and then and they'd be like, oh God, no, too scary.
0: Yeah, it's true. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um. So if you were describing me for the first time to someone who had never met me before, I think it ties in quite well to what we were just talking about. But how? How do you think you would describe me?
1: I think. Um. So first of all, I'd be like, you know, James Malcolm. He's that really funny comedian, and I think that. <laughs> and I think that most people would probably describe you like that. And then if someone's like no which one which one which James I don't know I'd be like you know he he has that he has really dirty stand-up this might tie into your whole um quirky thing but I think you have like a signature look and I'd say you've Mm. probably you've probably seen him wearing um dungarees and a tie-dye t-shirt or (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like that's your signature outfit or um Disney merch Mm. Um, I haven't
0: worn the dungarees for a while haven't um, you? Nah. For two reasons. And I don't know if I'll include this in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But maybe the fact that I'm saying that means that I should. I <laughs> yeah, I think you should. One is that, I, in all honesty, I've gotten a little bit too big for them. And two is that this is so st- silly and it's like delving into a insecurity that I have. That is that I um, haven't... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been. Um, I I've stopped bottoming, and I'm trying to um, top more uh, in Amazing. the bedroom. Amazing! Yes, and I feel like I'm the dungarees. Get in the wrongs. Did I overthink it that much?
1: That is so funny. So what are you wearing? Are you like now giving your top energy? You've got like a leather jacket, sunglasses. (laughs) I mean, we wear clothes that we like because they make us feel a certain way. So if you're not wanting to...
0: I think I give off a lot of feminine energy. I think sometimes as well, I give off like clumsy energy, which is also like, I don't know. And it all just sort of ties up into giving this like impression of me is like a very chaotic bottom and <laughs> i've been fine with that image for a long time that should but be the
1: title of your next comedy
0: show a chaotic very
1: chaotic bottom, chaotic
0: bottom. yeah <laughs> but i've been too like i i feel like sometimes you know i talk to guys that are always into the feminine guys if they you know, if the oh I don't know, it seems very, it's very odd. But
1: It's, yeah, it's so interesting. This is a little sidetrack, but it's so interesting you bring that up. I have such, oh, it really grinds my gears because I've had other friends who are gay men try and come across more masculine because they don't want to be seen as feminine. And I think it's honestly the patriarchy screwing us all over, being like feminine is bad, feminine is not attractive, um... But hey, if you're not vibing the dungarees, I, I won't describe you as the guy with the dungarees to anyone. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: You'll describe me as the sexist who refuses to no. wear dungarees. gonna <laughs> <laughs> seen as a pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, oh, I was, I think, another um, like James Malcolm iconic thing is your side fringe and also um the (laughs) way you I don't know if you've noticed that you do this but you have this mannerism where you zhuzh it oh my god it sounds like I'm in love with you I'm like
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the point of the podcast (laughs) like everyone sound like they're in love with me
1: (laughs) but I don't know if you've noticed but you kind of comb your fingers through your fringe a lot yes you sort of swipe
0: it to the side I think it's quite a scruffy look if we're being honest but I think I think that I I'm a, I'm a, again, clumsy enough person that it kind of just, kind of works. I think.
1: It's yeah, it's very endearing and very sweet. I think.
0: Thank you. I think I, I think I skate off of being endearing quite a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like walking that fine line.
0: Like no, I think I, I think I, what I mean is I think that I, I use being endearing to get away with more things. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that I'm a yes. bit bumbly and clumsy and stuff can often like people are like, oh, it's James. James is always late or James is always blah, 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 blah. And so I get away with more maybe?
1: Yes. I think it's so great to be able to do that. I don't know if I could get away with that. But I just had one – another thing was that um, you always – if anyone has seen your comedy and I was trying to describe you to them, I'd be like, you know, he always says thank you after – most of his jokes whether they bomb or like are great like if you say a joke <laughs> and it, it is received with silence you'll just kind of like maybe give a little side eye to the audience and go thank you <laughs> <laughs> and i find it so so funny
0: it is definitely that's become my schti, my like signature shtick in comedy is yeah yes. after every joke being like thank you and like when it works it really works like if I'm killing it and I every time I say thank you it'll get a whole nother round of laughs yeah. but if it doesn't if it's not working it doesn't work but because they're like J- just shut up but um but if you're at that stage nothing's gonna work and sometimes I think it's like a nice way to signal to the audience that I'm not pleased with them without actively saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or that I'm very pleased with them, you know? It's just the way I say thank you and the response it's getting. And it, also, it's another thing, it's a shtick that occurred naturally in that I just naturally said thank you like a couple times at jokes and people started laughing at the thank yous and then afterwards someone was like, oh, that was really funny. And then I... St- Started throwing them in here and there, and then now I do it. Yeah, after nearly every joke, I think. Yeah, every punch line. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it so yeah. much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even mean <laughs> This the thing: is
0: people always say it, like, like, "Thank you." That's so, nice. <laughs> so good. Okay, so if we're getting into like the you know the main part of the review, and each of re- re- every review has the things you like about a thing, the things you don't like about a thing. Um, if we want to start off with the pros, what do you think are, you know, it's a very self-indulgent thing, but what do you think are the, what, what do you like about me, <laughs> That's <was> so needy.
1: <laughs> um, well, I've got a whole list. I yes. think, yeah. One thing that I have is that you are incredibly loyal. I think that you kind of carefully choose who you want to be friends with. And then once you've decided you're a really loyal friend and i think that you i this hasn't happened but i expect that if i was chatting to you and i said oh this person really hurt me or they really wronged me you would be like right um, i'm done with them like maybe whether you knew yes. them or not yeah yes
0: i definitely do that i definitely do that <laughs> um with other friends yeah when they're like this person Wronged me. I'm always like that person's dead to me forever. Now.
1: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. This is reminding me of this really interesting conversation I had with Max, my flatmate recently, which is that like it's a hypothetical situation where if your, if a friend of yours, a close friend of yours, told you that they murdered somebody, would you turn them in or would you keep the secret? Uh, Max is very like, I would 100. percent have to turn them in if they've killed someone they're not the person i thought they were and i'm 100 percent like i'll help you hide the body (laughs) like i it's fine i am so loyal to you i i trust you that um life is messy and i trust you're a good enough person that it was totally necessary let's like dig this grave (laughs) you know what i mean
1: oh my god amazing yeah i think what do you think
0: what's your thoughts
1: That's so tough. If I was, if this is really, really serious and someone was like, I've killed someone, I would depend on the backstory, but I would never go behind someone's back and rat them out to the police. I think if I was like, you've got to tell the police, I would tell them, you've got to tell them. And if they said no, then I think I would be honest and say, well, I'm going to, (laughs) (laughs) But, but in some situations I would definitely help hide the body.
0: I think it that's yeah. Depe- I, I think depends. yours is more. Yeah. I think you're. I think you're right. I think you and Max, at this hypothetical, are both correct. Like, have the correct answer. <laughs> but it's just something in me that I'm like, nah. I have this really strong instinct to protect my friends. I think.
1: Yes. Well, here's another. You. I mean, I can probably guess your answer. But I was chatting to a friend about this the other day. If you were out with your friend who was in a relationship and you saw them like at a party or something cheating on their significant other, do you tell the significant other or like what is your response to that or do you just completely let it slide? Like what would you do?
0: So I'm not friends with the significant other?
1: I would say you're friendly, but you're friend, yeah, you're friendly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. okay. I think I would talk to... I would talk to my friend and be like, "Hey, what happened there?" And then if they're like <laughs> and then if they're like, hey, we never speak of this," I'd be like, Righto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> That's What's so your good. take?
1: Oh, I feel guilty to say it, but I was I was the same as you.." <laughs> Okay, go. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> maybe don't do it again, but, uh, but also if you do, it, it will be cooked. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. good. What other beautiful qualities that I have about... Oh, I put down that you are really funny. I feel like we've already spoken about this, but I'm a big... I feel like even if we weren't friends, I'd still be a big fan of your stand-up. Oh, that's um, really
0: sweet. I'm yeah, a big fan of yours.
1: I well, I really like um about your stand-up is that um I think you you have these really nasty dirty sex stories but you deliver them so wholesomely like you're never like yeah I fucked him and blah 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 you kind of go <laughs> yeah so um we were having sex and we went back to my house and like I just yeah I don't know I, I really love it it feels like I don't know I'm listening to Nana tell a story about how she went you know supermarket you know yeah I really yeah
0: I think that's what makes it work eh? because you see a lot of comedians a lot of comedians that can do that really well but a lot of comedians that really fail at doing the whole like aggressive dirty stand-up and Mm. I think that it's the non-threatening nature of my like persona that makes it work
1: it doesn't yes yeah I agree with that I (laughs) Oh, I thought a good quality about you is that you love Taylor Swift.
0: Yes. Me, Rhiannon and I like bonded over our love of Taylor Swift, right? like Yeah. Uh, that was kind of our moment where it was like, oh, we're definitely going to be friends. It uh, yes. was when we road tripped from Auckland to Wellington together for a comedy festival and you turned to me and you were like, How would you feel, uh, because I know it's (laughs) it's sometimes a controversial pick, but how would you feel if we listened to Taylor Swift? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. (laughs) It was like just like this instant bonding.
1: Yeah, it was a huge relief because that was a long car trip, and I think that we just chatted and listened to Taylor Swift literally the whole way. Like, I think we started, oh, by that point... Not her whole um, lover. Her whole lover album hadn't come out, but it was just. I think it
0: was maybe just me. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: but we which we, to... which we didn't love, but we were like, we'll take what we can get. It's new Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think was the vibe.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: when you th- when I think back on that, like we didn't really know each other very well at all. Then, like we'd hung out like, maybe once or no. twice. Yeah, and I think that like. That was probably pretty bold of us to do a road trip from, you know, like a, what a, like eight-hour road trip. Yes. On like th- third time hanging out. Like it could have very easily gone the other way where we learned that we have nothing in common and <laughs> just it sort been of awkwardly so awkward. sat in the car together for yeah. like eight hours. But like, I think that was a real possibility, right? Like... Like, I'm sure, like, not everyone, uh, you or I, are going to be compatible driving for eight hours with. And we got kind of (laughs) lucky. Like, it was pretty bold.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think we were extremely lucky. And I don't know if you really did this, but I remember you had actually flights booked to go to Wellington when we were Mm -hmm. travelling down for Comedy Festival. And I said that I... I can't remember what the, oh, I was driving and I was like talking to you and I was like, oh, um, my nan is so nervous about me driving by myself. And you, a couple of days before we were due to leave, you you messaged me and said, do you want me to drive down with you? And I just thought, I was like, oh, that's so nice because I knew that you already had travel arranged, but.
0: Yeah, I, was, I had booked yeah. tickets, but I think I was also like, I I don't want to sound, um. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to come across either desperate or like you know how you were saying before that it sounded like you were obsessed with me it's going to sound the other way around but I like, okay. like I really want to be Reddit's friend so I, I was like, So I'm going to get in that car
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's so nice
0: So that was your last pro right Yeah All right well we're we're at the uh the 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 money shot the uh (laughs) the time where like all of this goodwill that we've built up over the course of this podcast is instantly bulldozed uh and that's a time where in any review you do have to talk about the things that are not so good about the thing you're reviewing and uh yeah and this is that part of the review so what are your what are your cons rihanna Oh my
1: gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My palms are sweating. Um, (laughs) I thought about this and I'm, again, it sounds like I'm, I don't know, like kissing up, but I struggled to think of cons. The only one, but the one kind of big one that maybe stuck out to me is that this is kind of like a, a pro and a con in one. You give so, so, so much to your friendships but you expect the same in return,
0: yes. I find.
1: Yeah. yeah. Would you agree definitely.
0: with that? Oh, absolutely. Which <laughs> is, yeah. Interesting, because I, yeah, I was wondering, uh, yeah, I, can't, I I think I kind of expected this in some form as a con from you, but I wasn't sure. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I wasn't sure in what form um, it would come, because I think that that has been like, um, a key maybe like the only real tension that we've had in growing this friendship is mm. that there's yeah has been times where I have been um vocal about my dissatisfaction and <laughs> <laughs> in, in what we in the back and forth maybe
1: yes yes like I feel like you are so good you're a, an excellent communicator like you're really good at um like communicating over social media and messaging and meeting up, and I sometimes struggle with those things. Like I, I'm, I'm born in the wrong era, you know. Like I'm not, <laughs> go- I'm not- <laughs> but I'm seriously not good with my phone. And I have, I actually in the past have felt anxious or nervous that. But the thing is, I found anxious or nervous that perhaps you'd be angry with me because I'm not fast at replying to you, or I'm not always available to come and hang out. And I always do want to, but you know, things get busy. Whereas I feel like you, I'll say, "Oh, things get busy. I'm tired. I need a night in." Whereas you, your priorities would maybe lie: things get busy, but my friends are the most important. And I would you agree mm. with that kind of?
0: Yeah, I definitely think that's true, and I definitely I. Something that I have learnt with like lots and lots of friends is that that can't always be matched, like, and that's just like that's just how it. Like, just everyone has different things in different areas and has, and that doesn't mean that the person doesn't want to be my friend. But there have definitely been times where I've been like, Rhiannon is nice to me, and you know she kind of likes me, but I don't think she really wants to be close friends. Like, I think she, no. I like sometimes I think that it feels like a wall maybe like but that's also just my interpretation of things because of where things lie and some there have been times i've been like oh is really nice and she likes me but i don't think she wants to be close friends i think she just wants to be medium friends and that's also cool like i also think i need to accept that sometimes that will be the case that sometimes people don't have room like, and don't want to be super super close to someone they just want to have like a new medium friend as well
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: oh, no. was that too intense? So
1: much to unpack no i love it i love it but I, okay i first of all i want to address it like i don't think i've ever met someone that's going mm, you're a medium friend <laughs> like putting putting a friend into, <laughs> the, <laughs> into those categories do you not but think I, I think people do do that well, maybe I, d- maybe I just don't think about it that deeply, but I definitely don't, yeah. I don't think about it that deeply, but maybe other people do. But, um, I but
0: definitely- even if you're not thinking about, I want this person to be a medium friend, you might be thinking like, oh, you don't have to think in that words, right? But you can think like, oh, that person's a close friend, that person's just a friend,
1: right? Yes, that's true. That's true. But I definitely would say that we're close friends.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad glad we've covered that. (laughs) This feels like we're like discussing our relationship status. I
1: know. We're at a (laughs) therapy session. Um, But I definitely want to be close friends. But, yeah, I can see why you would think that because you are so intense and so devoted with your friendships and I – am like that sometimes but not often and definitely more so in person like when I'm there I'm there but when I'm
0: that is true I will absolutely vouch for that is that whenever we're in person like the chemistry is always instant and like always like I always feel like I'm always going to have a great time when I see Rhiannon it's just sometimes the tricky bit is nailing you down to actually get to that point
1: Yes, actually, if I'm being really honest and open, that's mm-hmm. com-
0: what coming- this all about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> coming on this podcast, I was a little bit nervous, and I was and I was thinking to myself, "Oh, I wonder if James is secretly um, annoyed with me or angry with me because I haven't been super communicative throughout the lockdown." You know, I was aware that I hadn't really checked in with you personally and been like, "Hey, how are you? Are you doing okay?"
0: But we've got the group chat. I no, we've I definitely didn't chat. Out that way. We okay, chat cool. through the group chat, and I also think that like now is like the time that I am probably like the chillest, and I need to probably be more chill when I because I don't have anything to plan. Like I mean, I have games night, you know, virtual games night, but I have nothing that like come round my house. So I'm probably the chillest, and I should. I probably need to be more chill in a day to in a day to day setting. But I definitely <laughs> have not. Specifically, I have not been angry at you at any point um, during lockdown.
1: That's a huge relief. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might think this is a con. I think it's a pro. I don't think it's often that you are angry at someone and they're not aware of it. Like I, <laughs> I <don't think> you're, <laughs> but I don't think you're ever privately stewing or um no. bitching behind someone's back where they're not aware like oh james is probably bitching about me to people right now do you know what i mean you'll never yeah you're not snaky
0: no 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 very i think yeah I, yeah if i'm mad at someone they know for sure which i think you're right could play both ways in terms of pro and con
1: yeah oh yeah what's your um myers briggs have you done the myers briggs personality test
0: yeah, I can't really remember, though. Um, it said, oh, what was it? Oh, I can't I think remember. Because
1: I reckon you and me would probably be the same, which is... What, what's um, yours? ENFP, which is extroverted- Yes, yeah,
0: That is definitely it. Is that, that you? Is yes, it. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's definitely it, yeah.
1: And it's, it's feeling, the P is feeling and perceiving, which means that you um, you trust your gut and your instincts and you're, you're in your feels a lot, basically. Right. That's what I remember. Yeah.
0: Okay. I would say that yeah. definitely applies to you. I do think we're quite similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What do you think makes me intimidating to other people? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know I think because you are very cool I think I wouldn't consider myself a stand-up comedian but I think that successful stand-ups are very cool and very yeah I don't know and I think that you are quite successful I don't know if you feel successful but I would say that you're someone who is a successful person like if you look at you from the outside with like the queer comedy shows that you curate and you put on during the festival and things like that I think if people Um, look at you from the outside and they see all of the work that you do yeah I think that would be quite intimidating because you come across as someone who's like very confident very successful you might not feel this way but I think you come across as someone who doesn't give a fuck what others think of them in a good way Mm. if that
0: makes sense and in the successful thing it's interesting because sometimes like, I'm not on TV regularly, and sometimes that makes me feel, like, really unsuccessful. But then I look at other things that I've achieved, like, you know, I've been, yeah, nominated for Billy T twice. I, you know, we sold out Kiu um, Theatre for No Homo, which is a queer comedy show I curate um, and produce. Um, like, there have been a lot of really key successes that a lot of yes. people don't get. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. something I could work on is keeping that in perspective and not being like, well, not thinking too much about things that I haven't got
1: totally i completely agree and i think um i think it sucks so much for broadcast television in new zealand they they it's getting better but it still is so narrow that they have you know they only need one brown comedian they only need Mm. one queer comedian and then that's enough for their panel or that's enough for their guests and yeah yeah, There are yeah, And
0: I've been told that directly at times, you know, like by producers of certain shows, I've been told like, um, we've got, we're covered with queer comedians, so we don't really need anyone else.
1: Oh, my God. That is so disappointing. I just think that's, f- oh, my God, that makes me so angry. <laughs> but but well, I'm glad yeah. that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you would have been aware of it, even if that producer hadn't spoken to you. But I think that creates a, a giant hurdle and mm. yeah yeah i mean i would say that would be the reason that you're not on television and because middle new zealand probably i don't know <laughs> is too, would be too shook by
0: but i like that's the the thing is like i feel like a lot of my comedy like it's really interesting because i'll do the same jokes to queer audiences and really straight audiences and they'll both kill but for different reasons like the queer audiences mm. are laughing and recognition and the straight people are laughing because it's so outrageous and so i actually like i get so frustrated that even going to be on tv that i don't really get booked for that many out-of-town gigs and i've talked to producers who are like of out-of-town gigs and i should just you know run a no home in a small town or whatever but you know i've talked to producers of out-of-town gigs and they've been like oh i just feel like you know, you would probably be a bit too much for like, you know, like those crowds. And I'm like, give me, a, like, just give me a chance. Like, let put me in front of one of those crowds. And I feel really confident that I could shock them into submission because that's kind of what the whole shtick is, is making them so uncomfortable they can't do anything but laugh.
1: Yes. Yeah, totally. Give me a chance, coach. Put me on the team. <laughs> put me
0: on the <laughs> team. Did you have any other cons or was that kind of it? That was kind of it. Okay, cool. I think this has been nice, and I think it's been good. I think that it's been good to chat. It was really nice to hear from you that you were like, I do really want to be your friend.
1: Oh, good. I'm so glad. I feel the same way. I felt like I was very nervous, but, um, but now I feel, yeah.
0: And I, I, I like really I- do, and it probably comes across quite intense at times, but I really do value your friendship so highly.
1: Thank you so much. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> well <Wow. laughs> it seems like it's good a place as any uh, lovely to uh, to wrap things up thank you so much for joining me today Rihanna. thank really you so it.
1: much for having me
0: and thanks so much uh, to everyone for listening to this episode of James Malcolm reviews James Malcolm I found out recently I was kind of brushing this over this in the past, but it's actually really helpful if you leave a five star review um, on Apple Podcasts. It actually makes like a really big difference. So if you could, if you listen to this and could do that, that would be really very much appreciated. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of that's the show. So I'll see you guys next time. Bye.